So we live in Michigan. <laughs> we have confirmed cases of the coronavirus, and the entire state of Michigan is shutting the fuck down. You know the fun part? <laughs> Yesterday, there was two counties with confirmed cases. Guess how many there is today? Isn't there like six now? Twelve. Twelve. And that was like four hours ago. Yeah. But yeah, there was there was 12. So we're doing great, guys. <laughs> May the odds be ever in our favor. Um, we're about to have no toilet paper or right? water or because all of that was gone. Yeah. Literally all the pasta sauce gone. All <gasps> of the cheese gone. The milk, the eggs. Oh, my God. Like all of it was like gone. Like all the toilet paper great all of like the water juice a lot of the pop like it was like all gone (sighs) so super fun really enjoyed it had a really good time so let's fuck our day up even more let's fuck our day up even more (laughs) (laughs) but before we fuck our day up even more we should probably uh you know do the things do the the intro (laughs) (laughs) so what's up bitches this is sierra and what's up, bitches? This is Morgan. And this it's is Bitches, bitches and Murders. And Morgan Morgan decided to pronounce her name correctly. <laughs> I don't know who I am. Morg. It changes by, by the Morg. day. N- no. Momo. There, that's better. <laughs> Anne. <laughs> ah! I'm fine. <laughs> I'm ready to scream into the void. Fantastic, because uh, you're going to want to. I'm ready. So, today, we're going to talk about Dennis Nilsson. Not Raider. Ow. Fuck Raider. Ow. We're talking about Dennis Nilsson. I just flashed back to when someone tried to tell me that Dennis Raider was more intelligent than other serial killers. That man is the literal dumbest person on the planet. He left behind a glass of water. Sparky big time. Uh, I just need you to go listen to Morbid's episode about... Actually, I think they did... It wasn't like two or three. three Yeah, about um, Dennis Rader. It was hilarious. It was super great. Uh, I don't want to talk about him because he fucking sucks. So maybe someday... We're never going to cover him. Yeah, fuck him. Did it. They did the damn thing. Yeah, no, fuck all of that. But, uh, wow. <laughs> He's the worst. Also, if you're trying to hit on girls, don't tell them that Dennis Raider is smart because <laughs> we all know that he's not. Okay? Oh, man. And now you just look dumb and I don't want to date you. I didn't want to date you anyways, but I really don't want to <laughs> date you now. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, let's talk about the Nilsonator. <laughs> the Nilsonator. <laughs> So, Dennis, D- my boy, D- now, oh God, now all I can think about is the fact that I watched Brokeback Mountain last night and his name was Ennis. Oh no. Ennis Dale Mar. Uh, he was born November 23rd, 1945 in Fraserburg, Scotland. Ooh, Scotland. Scotland. <laughs> uh... His parents' marriage was complete trash. Uh, his father was an alcoholic. He was really abusive. So they got divorced. <laughs> Sounds when he familiar. Was four. Uh, and they, Nelson, Nelson lived with uh, his mother and his siblings at his grandfather's 
on his mom's side. So like his mom's dad. Right. Which makes sense. Um, and him and his grandfather were very close. Oh. His so grandfather awesome. died. I don't know. I, There's I, a rumor I, that he died. <laughs> I set that up the way that it did in Frozen 2. And he's like, two sisters. But at least they have their parents. Their parents are dead. <laughs> like, it's literally the same at way least I he set had it his up grandfather. Here. His grandfather is dead. dead. <laughs> anyway. So his grandfather Anywho. Anywho. Uh, died when he was six years old. Uh, I'm just going to put a disclaimer. All of the dumb shit that Morgan and I are just going to say are in relation to a comedy show that we're doing for Ren Fair. So all of the dumb commentary is just references to that show, which you guys should come out to Michigan and see it. But no, I digress. Um, so anyway, grandfather died when he was six years old. Uh, he would later claim that the traumatizing viewing of his grandfather's corpse at his funeral led to his behavioral and psychological issues. That is... um. Not how any of this works. Well, I mean, I can, I can see that obviously being a significant event, especially if it's someone you're very close to who's like probably more of a father figure to him in that scenario. Like seeing them dead is like, that's a big thing. However, um, not an excuse, not an excuse to kill people, weirdly enough. Seeing a dead body when you're six years old does not excuse you fucking dead bodies in your 20s. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna have to agree. That uh, that that statement gets the Morgan seal of approval. <laughs> <laughs> or it might have been thirties. I don't know how to math. It's fine. It's still any late twenties, early thirties, any like, of them, any at any, any point in your life. Seeing a dead body does not excuse your later fucking of dead bodies. Oh, this is a total side note, but then you said that and it made me think of it. Someone in my discussion post for like my last um like class that I have to take. Oh no. Um. They uh oh no. I posted you're posting like your dissertation topic and I'm like talking about mine or whatever and he was like, "Well, can any of us really define what normal is?" Which first of all, I make no oh reference to normalcy in my post at all. Um so I was like, "I I don't d- what?" Cuz I okay, my dissertation topic is the experience of the first uh criminal paraphilic fantasy, so like cannibalism, necrophilia and how that like impacts like cognition and like further behavior whatever uh and i was like well if anything the normal here is just i don't know people who don't dream of eating other people or or sleeping with dead people like that's a that's a that's a pretty not a hard bar to figure out here like i'm gonna say normal means just you're not trying to fuck dead people doing things with dead bodies (laughs) but like then he was like really what's the difference in the mind between a necrophile and normal and i was like um that one wants to sleep with dead people <laughs> that weirdly enough um, that is the difference <laughs> so i was like what do you mean uh is your classmate okay oh no this this no okay he's dumb okay he's real dumb fantastic <laughs> can't wait to do an episode on him <laughs> but i was like what the what do you mean Oh, man. Anyway, uh, so his mother remarried and had four children, four more children within that marriage. Uh, and Nilsson said that this left him feeling withdrawn and lonely. Oh, poor you. Yeah. 
I don't feel bad for him. Yeah, I don't really. I don't, I don't feel that uh, bad. So at a very young age, he began having homosexual ideations. And because of this, he avoided sexual encounters altogether. Which makes sense. That That's not very uncommon. Mm-hmm. Especially back in that, because you said he was born in, what, like, 45? Yeah. So, yeah, this is, like, what, probably 1960 that he's, like, 15. You know what I mean? Like, that's really not the best right. time. Uh, so when he was 16, he joined the army where he became a cook slash butcher. <laughs> That'll come into play later. Don't oh, you worry. Oh, no. Oh, no. I just want you to like take little side notes of all of these little tidbits of information that I'm giving you because they're all going to come back later. We got butchering. We got necrophilia. <laughs> yeah. So in 1972, he was discharged from the army and went into police training. Uh, oh, here, no. <laughs> An authority, authority <laughs> complex. Uh, here he says he discovered a fascination with morgue visits and autopsied bodies. <laughs> that was Come the most on. exasperated sigh I've ever Oh, <laughs> I know where this is going. Don't touch the dead people. Let the dead people. Uh, so, you know, despite the fact that being a police officer would have given him easy access to the morbid things that he discovered that he loved, he left the police force and became a recruitment interviewer. Why? <laughs> that sounds <laughs> shitty. Fucking no. It's probably a lot less like. You're not, like, risking your safety to do that, though. Right. To be fair. And you probably get a pretty nice salary. <sighs> so his first criminal brush with police was in 1973 when David Painter accused Nilsson of photographing him while he was asleep. Creepy? Uh, no, thank you. Painter was very mad about this uh, little tidbit and was later hospitalized for a wound sustained from confronting Nilsson. Uh, and Nelson was brought in for questioning, but ultimately was released without charges. Yeah, don't, don't take pictures of people while they're sleeping. I don't know why, but that really, like, ugh. Law enforcement, don't let people get away with taking pictures of people while they're sleeping, because then you give them, like, this complex that they can get away with shit, and it just, it's all bad. Also, just, like, what, like, what positives could that lead to? This is how we get serial killers. Like, that behavior is not leading, even then, like, you're leading to, like, a voyeur, or, or, like, a rapist, or, like, there's no, like, positives that path is leading to. (laughs) That's not going anywhere we're good yeah like nip that shit in the bud like that's not going anywhere positive yeah uh so in 1975 he got an apartment in north london with david galekin uh galekin denied any romantic relationship between himself and nilson but But. when he moved out two years later nilson spiraled spiraled into alcoholism and eventually murder so like or even if they weren't necessarily like involved he probably at least had like a crush on him or or at least like felt strongly about him even as like a friend enough to like but even then like most friends if they move out like you're not like right i'm gonna become an alcoholic and become depressed because my friend moved out of my apartment right like if you ever move out i'm not gonna just suddenly start drinking the days away right no offense i love you but yeah no that would be weird alcohol level love you (laughs) (laughs) yeah i feel like that's much more of a like significant or at least like you had some feelings there somewhat there was feelings feelings there's some feels there 
all of the feelings. <laughs> uh, so now we're getting into, and I should you not, this is what I labeled this. Oh, no. Super gross, wish I never read this crimes. <laughs> Super gross, wish I never read this crimes. <laughs> uh, so I have like a couple of names and then there's a lot of like, I killed this person, but we can't identify them because I'm human trash. So my favorite, I'll go through the ones that we know. And then I'll explain why there's ones that we don't know. Uh, so our first one was Stephen Dean Holmes, who was 14. These are all happening in Scotland, right? Or is uh, he London? London. Okay. He was born in Scotland. Moved to moved London. To London. Didn't okay. I, thought I, I feel like you London. did. Sorry. But I just couldn't remember for some reason. <sighs> so okay. Stephen Dean Holmes, who was 14. Mm. One four. Uh, don't like it already was lured to to nilson's home on december 29th 1978 uh he stayed the night there um i couldn't find anything about if anything happened overnight i'm sure it did Um, yeah probably Uh, then in the morning nilson strangled him with a tie and then drowned him in a bucket of water that's just like a why (laughs) right (laughs) Uh, he then washed the body and laid it on his bed. Um, he tried to have sex with the corpse and then slept next to it all night. Uh, he eventually hid Stephen's body in the floorboards for seven months and then burned the remains in his back garden. She's just aggressively shaking her head. <laughs> At first, like, first it was giving me Luca Magnata vibes <laughs> with, like, the laying it in the bed and things. And I was like, But Ugh. then it got very Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> what are you, why? This is not the telltale heart. Why are you putting people under your floorboards? Oh, this doesn't get any better. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh, I hate it. Uh, so before our next murder, we have a close call. Uh, in 1979, a student accused Nilsson of trying to strangle him during a BDSM session, but no charges were pressed. What the heck? I mean, you got to take. Uh, yeah. Mm. I mean, hindsight's a bitch, and like knowing what I know, the police are fucking stupid because they could have stopped this. But if you are just a cop and a gay couple comes to you and is like, he tried to strangle me and we were doing BDSM stuff, they're going to be like, that sounds like you just regret your decisions and now you're right. being an asshole. Or maybe they just got like slightly carried away, but it's not necessarily like criminal. Right. Yeah. I still hate it. Yeah, I know. I do, too. Uh, So his next murder was Kenneth Okendon. Okendon? (laughs) O-C-K-E-N-D-O-N. I just liked the very long Okendon. He was a Canadian tourist who met Nilsson at a pub on December 3rd, 1979. Not Canadians. A Canadian. You can't kill Canadians. They're too nice. You can. (laughs) Yeah, they're probably not going to uh, say no to you leading them somewhere. The two of them spent a very lovely day sightseeing London and drinking, and they ended up at Nilsson's. And in the morning, Nilsson strangled him with an electrical cable. I don't know if that's worse or better than, like, torturing them. Like, at least they had, like, a nice last day. Right. But yeah, like, you took also- him on a nice date. You, you took him sightseeing. You know, he was a tourist. That's what he was there for. Uh, but then you killed him, and that's kind of a bummer. And that's that's a little bit of a bummer. 
But at the same time, he probably didn't see it coming. Still terrible. Still fucking hate it. Also, how could you kill a Canadian? They're so nice. He was probably apologizing (laughs) as you were strangling him. That's not okay. It's like, oh, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, man. We're going to get so much hate for that. Oh, God. (laughs) Still, I'm Uh, just mad about it. Just, no. Yeah. That poor man was a tourist. Leave him alone. Well, you know, he uh, cleaned the corpse and put it in his bed, uh, took photos of it, had sex with it, uh, spent the night sleeping with it, uh, and then he put the body in the floorboards. Uh, he also testified that he would take the body out and, like, prop it up in a chair and have whole ass conversations with it. I bet his house smells like shit. Oh, we'll get there. Don't you worry. <laughs> like, absolute shit. Oh, we'll get there. Don't you fucking worry. We just watched Psycho, like, two days ago. Like, the original, like, 1960 yeah. movie. And, like, it's giving me that, like, him talking to his mom vibes. Oh, Hunter. He, like, he said that he had, like, full in-depth conversations with the bot. Like, this wasn't like a, hey, how are you doing? This was like a, let's discuss the meaning of life. <laughs> with this dead body. Like, I just having out very in-depth conversations with this body. Oh no! Yeah. No. Uh, so next was Martin Duffy, who was sixteen, uh, and Nilsson invited invited him to spend the night on May thirteenth, nineteen eighty. Uh, Martin was strangled and drowned. Cleaned the body, laid it on the bed, masturbated over it. He didn't have sex with this one. Uh, he kept it in a wardrobe for two weeks and then stored it under the floorboards with Kenneth, the Canadian. I know what happens to bodies over that period of time. Oh, it gets so much worse. Oh, it's so fucking humid in London, too. Mm-hmm. Like in England. Oh, yeah. And this is like May. So this is like, like, it's like at least it's not probably pretty hot. Get, like, it's probably pretty cool. But yeah, it's very but you're humid. like getting into the peak of rainy summer. Sunny. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> uh, so next was Bill Sutherland, uh, who was a male prostitute that had followed Nilsson home. And, uh, I mean, same deal. He was, you know, strangled. Sorry, I have, like, a really aggressive case of hiccups now. Um, he was strangled, cleaned the body, did all of the gross things. I really don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, by 1981, Nilsson had killed 12 boys, but only four were able to be identified since Nilsson usually preyed on, like, homeless people or right. like so there's not necessarily a record of them or people to report unemployed them missing. men that were just drunk out of their minds at a pub because you know easy like easy yeah like targets really easy of opportunity in 1981 in september he in killed september. uh malcolm barlow which was really shitty because this was just like a homeless kid that had like a lot of mental issues and was like orphaned and it was all bad oh yeah uh, so same deal, brought him to the house, all of that fun jazz. Uh, except this time he put the body under the kitchen sink because, you know, lack of storage since he had six bodies just fucking chilling in his apartment. I just, like, I, I, mm-hmm. every time, so she went there, like, in an apartment, like, that always fucking gets me. Like, like, Jeffrey Dahmer with, like, all the shit he had h- mm-hmm. in his apartment stuff, like, you live in an apartment. Uh-huh. Like, what the fuck do you think is... 
gonna happen or like <laughs> who the fuck was it was it about cream kroll i can't remember one of them when they were just like something's backing up the septic system and he's just like guts <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that guy like what the fuck <laughs> yeah uh so he had to spray his house twice a day because of the smell uh, and when neighbors complained about it, he told them it stemmed from a structural problem within the building, which just oh, like, like the septic system was fucked up or right. whatever. Like he yeah. was just explaining away the smell by saying it was like a structural problem, which like did the f- just the dump f- the body f- somewhere else. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he Get eventually realized that he had a uh, quite the pile up of bodies and uh, to get rid of them, he got naked dismember that them? was not the words i liked <laughs> to hear to start with <laughs> i'm sorry uh got naked dismembered them on the kitchen floor uh he would often boil the skulls and place the organs in plastic bags uh he buried the limbs or hid them in suitcases until he could have a bonfire and he would then like burn the bodies uh and then he would crush the bones and scatter the fragments throughout his garden Okay, I have a, I have a <laughs> lot of issues. Gets. First of all, those boys were so fucking gross. Mm-hmm. Gro- gross at that point. Mm-hmm. Don't dismember them now. Mm-mm. They're icky. Mm-hmm. Don't touch them. <laughs> Second of all, don't put organs in bags. <laughs> Blah. I don't like it. Don't do it. I don't like it. <laughs> Third. Oh no, there's more points. Bodies cannot be burned in a regular bonfire. There's the reason crematoriums exist. They get thousands of degrees. Your fire cannot do that. They get thousands of degrees. <laughs> They do. They no, get I know. I just love the way that you like. You weren't like, oh, it's exponentially hotter in there, or like thousands oh, of like degrees. This like it's this degree Fahrenheit. You're like they get thousands of degrees. I think I can't remember exactly, but I think it's like upwards of like three thousand. Yeah, I want to say they range between like three to five. Real toasty in there. Um, yeah, it's a lot. It's very hard. So he did have props by taking the bones afterwards and like smashing them because like that's what's not gonna burn but still like don't even bother (laughs) do not waste your time don't waste my time don't waste anybody's time don't do it crematorium or bust anyways continue (laughs) so in 1982 he moved to a top floor apartment with no garden and no floorboards to try to his words not mine stifle his homicidal behavior I mean, you know, the first step to solving a problem is to admit that you have a problem. Uh, By 1983, he had killed three more people. John Howlett, Archibald Graham Allen, and Stephen Sinclair. So you have to admit you have the problem. But sometimes it takes a little while to actually get working on the problem. Uh, Since he didn't have any floorboards or a garden, he dismembered the bodies, boiled the skulls, hands, and feet cut the remaining parts into small pieces that could be flushed down the toilet or put them into bags and hidden throughout the apartment. Stop putting guts in toilets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many so, times I have to say this. 
<laughs> this was what made me question whether we had covered this case or not, because I remembered that we had a case of somebody flushing parts down the toilet. It stops subseptic systems. Stop doing it. Stop. <laughs> Things you never thought you'd have to say. Also, Twice. I want to I just see like a luminol spritz of like either of his apartments <laughs> that shit will light up like the fourth of july i can't even imagine i mean obviously he is like dismembering them after they're dead so like they're not so bleedy but like <laughs> i meant that in the least gross way possible i thought that was the least gross <laughs> no. way to phrase it and then as soon as it came out no. of my mouth i was like that was not that was not the best way to say that no it was not uh but the blood congeals after you pass away and it is no longer pumping obviously that's part of what keeps it a liquid um it congeals so like obviously after you're dead if you get a cut or some kind of injury to your body it's not going to bleed uh which is what i meant no bleedy i i got what you (laughs) but Uh, i bet that shit was insane like i would have yeah loved to see that are you ready for and now you're busted and now you're busticated literally (laughs) what my notes are labeled as i don't know what happened i came unglued i'm unglued right now i don't know what's wrong with me it's all the saying that like we're ever glued have i ever been glued we've never (laughs) been glued we just live in a perpetual state of unglued (laughs) oh oh that's true (laughs) So, in early February of 1983, a neighbor called a plumber to investigate a drain blockage. Hmm. Uh, The technician found rotting human remains, and an investigation was scheduled to begin the next morning. Weird how that works. It's almost like flushing body parts will just clog your toilet instead of... um, Getting rid of the body part? Crazy how that works. Strange. Stop flushing guts. No more guts. So, uh, Nilsson, knowing this, tried to cover his tracks by cleaning his drains of any human tissue and, like, trying to just toss it. Uh, luckily, a neighbor spotted him being weird as fuck and called the police and was like, hey, my neighbor's being real sketch. Weird as fuck. <laughs> Please arrest this man. So on February 9th, Chief Inspector Officer J. Chief Inspector? (laughs) Uh, Came to the door and told him he wanted to question him in regards to the human remains found in the trains. And upon entering the apartment, Officer J noticed how fucking awful it smelled. It smells like guts and he was like what's up with that and nelson was like what you're looking for is in plastic bags just hidden around the apartment i don't know what the fuck <laughs> i would do i'm just like, imagine this poor officer he's like all right this there's a report of this guy being a little suspicious walking <laughs> up there he walks like this he kind of walks like a roblox character and he's like <laughs> Hi, sir. Do you, do you know anything about this? He's like, oh, yeah, my dude. Come on in. I got plastic. Ba- it's like a scavenger hunt up here. <laughs> Guess how Remember. many bodies are in bags. 
You're in London. <laughs> oh, well, you see here. <laughs> it's all hidden in bags scattered around the apartment. <laughs> You'll have to see how many boys you can put together. <laughs> Good day, sir. Good day, sir. Well, you like what some the tea? fuck? That poor officer. I know. Can you just? I I like could not process that. Like I can't imagine what I would do if I walked in and someone said that to me. Right, especially because like he was described as being like very casual and very flippant about it. Like he was just like, yeah, there's just everything yeah, you're looking for is just in bags like scattered around the apartment. Yeah, just fucking do a little look see, see yeah. you know, like oh god, I hate it so much. I know. Uh, uh, so he was arrested. <laughs> Weirdly enough, and they couldn't get him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, like, please stop talking. They tried to read him his Miranda rights, and he was like, "No, nah, guys, I killed like fifteen people, and I tried to kill like seven other people." And police were just like, "Dude, calm down." <laughs> uh, and. Like, they reported him as showing, like, no remorse and also, like, being almost, like, eager to help them. Like, he was kind of pulling an Ed Kemper where he was like, let me talk to you. Let me tell you all of the things. Like, I've done some really wild shit and I just want to tell you about it. Shit's fucking wild. (laughs) Honestly, though, like, I mean, I would never serial kill people, uh, weirdly enough. But, you know, I feel like... You're you're kind of caught, and let's be real. Like all the serial killers that are like, I'm innocent. Like most of those still go to prison anyway. So like, I right. feel like at that point, I'd be like, Yeah, dude, gather around the campfire. <laughs> let me spin get you a yarn. Get your pens and your notebooks, and let's uh, just write a story. I mean, at that point, like you're probably just gonna go to prison anyways. Like let's be, you're not gonna fight right. that case. Like you might as well just be like, This is what happened. Yeah. Uh, so he even took them to his old house and walked them through the disposal process. So he was like, he like led them to the kitchen and was like, this is where I dismembered their bodies. And then this is where I kept them in uh, suitcases until I was ready to have a bonfire. And this is where I had my little bonfire. And if you look through my garden, there's bone fragments because I crushed up the bones and scattered them. Can you imagine being these fucking cops? Like, I just... I can't imagine, like, working with this guy and just, like, casually walking around his house and he's like, well, here's where I murdered someone and I murdered someone here and I did this to them here and I did that, like. That would be my last case. And if it was my first case, it would would be be my my last case. case. (laughs) Like, I'd be done. I feel like I'd be somewhere in the middle. I'd either be done or I would be like, holy shit. People are fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to police twice as hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so after his confession, he was held at Brixton Prison. Uh, while he was there, he filled 50 notebooks with detailed descriptions of each murder and sad sketches. His words, not mine. <laughs> sad sketches. Sad sketches, which depicted <laughs> scenes of the treatment and murders of his victims. So how do I get all of these notebooks? <laughs> I just want to I just want to know what a sad sketch looks like. I don't know about the sketches and stuff, but I know that the uh pictures and the pot that he was boiling people in is in the Black Museum in Scotland. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> She's like, "Okay, we're going to Scotland." <laughs> Uh, so this is where I start getting really annoyed with this case because this title, this 
section of my notes is called bitch you really tried <laughs> bitch you fucking tried it uh so his trial started on october 24th 1983 and he pleaded not guilty to all charges by reason of insanity you know i mean honestly <laughs> you're kind of like mm, maybe stuff's not quite right out there also that's what a sad sketch looks like Whoa, those are not what I was imagining. Those are so much we'll, better uh, than I we'll, could have ever imagined. We'll we'll post. We'll we'll definitely post these. There's a There there's yep. Yeah. That's a thing that has been in front of my eyeballs. That is a thing my eyeballs have seen. I have regrets. <sighs> so, physical evidence included photos of the murder scenes, the chopping board, used to dissect the victims and the pot used to boil the parts uh so you know they had a pretty strong case against home yeah weird weirdly enough uh and the defense relied on testimony of two psychiatrists uh dr mckeith and dr galloway the most scottish names i've ever heard uh and (laughs) this is where you're gonna just lose your shit (laughs) My shit is ready to be lost. <laughs> so Dr. McKeith described Nilsson's troubled childhood, inability to express emotions, and the separation of mental function from physical behavior, which affected his own sense of identity and implied an impaired re- responsibility for his actions. <laughs> she just rolled her eyes at me. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not arguing that all of those things are valid. Because I do think all of those things played a role in how he became the way he did. However, by reason of insanity is less like you're crazy. Like, yeah, you're a fucking serial killer. Like, we know you're crazy. Right. Like, you're fucking doing some wild ass shit that no one should be doing. But that doesn't mean you didn't know right from wrong and you couldn't have made good choices. Right. And he's clearly legally competent. Like, he knows what's happening in the case. And, like, he's not an idiot. Right. You know, and he's not, like, you know, super schizophrenic and has no idea what reality even is. Like, you still knew what you were doing and you knew that it was wrong. You even, like, you even moved to another apartment that didn't have floorboards and stuff because you knew it was wrong and you were trying to stop your actions. Which clearly shows. Yeah, that you, like, have an understanding. You knew and you had an understanding. Yeah. Uh, so an intense cross-examination from the prosecution forced him to retract his statement. Yeah, like, you're a fucking idiot. <sighs> Tried it, though. Galloway diagnosed Nilsson with a false self syndrome and characterized by outbreaks of um, schizophrenic disturbance. Or, sorry. Schizophrenic schiz- disturbances? Schizoid disturbances? Yeah, it's like, it's similar. I like read, like, the first half of it. My brain automatically filled it with schizophrenic. I do that with, like, schizotype, and, like, there's a yeah. bunch of them that have schizo in front of them. Um, so, schizoid disturbances, which made him incapable of premeditation. You're going to love this. Uh, due to way too fucking many 50-cent words, the judge questioned the legitimacy of the diagnosis. <laughs> like, the judge well, was literally just, just like, sir, you used way too many fucking words and they were too big and now i don't trust you he's like but all you did was read a thesaurus (laughs) england i'm sorry sir it looks like all you've done is read a thesaurus uh yeah yeah i'm gonna say bullshit on that yeah like and it's like i i don't think that he's all necessarily off the mark 
but it doesn't matter because he still knew what he was doing. Right. Uh, so the prosecution called in Dr. Bowden as a rebuttal psychiatrist who had spent a lot of time with Nelson, especially during like his um, like arrest and all of that commitment. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What is the word that I want? Is it when they were testing him to see if he was legally competent? Is that what you're talking no, about? No, his um, interview. No, that's not confession. Confession. Oh, my God. I know. I was like trying to think of every single word that could like I apply really to being in prison. I just the English word for confession. I know. I was like internment. Uh, oh my arrest. God. Anyway, he spent a lot of time with Nilsson, and he testified that in all of his time with Nilsson, he found nothing to support the testimony from either psychiatrist. Uh, he did testify that Nilsson was manipulative with some signs of mental abnormality, but was still cognizant and responsible for his actions. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's a crazy fucker. He's killing people. Right. Like, we, no one's denying that he's crazy, but he still knew what he was doing. He's sleeping with dead bodies. Not all of the lights are on upstairs. Well, and still, and there's so many instances of premeditation. Right. Yeah, like, even the fact that he, like, dismembered the bodies and burned them and, like, scattered them, stored them in suitcases to wait until he could have bonfire. Like, there's so right. much premeditation here. Yeah. Like, you clearly knew what the fuck you were doing. Yeah. So, uh, we're just going to wrap this up in a nice little bow. Uh, so, on November 4th, 1983, he was found guilty of all charges and sentenced to life in prison without eligibility for parole. Whoop, whoop. Here's some two little fun facts that you're going to love. I love fun facts. During his imprisonment, he tried to argue that them... So, the judge declared that he was going to be denied access to gay porn. And he tried to argue that this was a breach of his human rights. It's a breach of my human rights. <laughs> I should be able to jerk it to whatever I want to <laughs> jerk it to while I'm in prison. Scottish. <laughs> I can't do Scottish. <laughs> also, man, let's be real. That sounds like something from Alabama. <laughs> doesn't, this man a whole ass tried to be like, this is an infringement on my human rights. Because I can't look at gay porn. Also, I'm sorry. How do you ban just one specific kind of... Like, are you, as a prison, just handing out porn to people? Like, how do you regulate that? Right. How do you prevent... I don't... The guards walk by. They're like, oh, show me the... Show me the cover of that magazine. Oh, there's there's a woman on there. Okay, you can have that one. (laughs) As you were. As you were. (laughs) Like, how do you regulate that? Right? That like does sound like London, an infringement on human rights, though. I'm London not gonna lie. Prison, prison's just like giving everybody porn. Yeah, you can just like check it out from the library. Like, what is happening? What it, I mean, I guess it was like the 70s, like into the 80s. But it's it's funnier to me that it's only gay porn. Like you can only you look can't at a certain have type of porn. That gay shit. None of it. Well, clearly he cannot be trusted around men. Uh, That's just kind of been established. So uh, I just love that he really tried to argue that as like an infringement on his human rights. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Bro, no. Uh, What is happening? (laughs) Uh, He also wrote an autobiography while he was in prison. Oh, hell yes. Titled The History of a Drowning Boy. That's kind of a cool name. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm kind of into it. Oh, man. Except he didn't drown. And I know no, that. Right. 
oh he drowned people i was like why is yeah. there drowning involved but uh, i remembered i just flashed back to that <laughs> and oh no are you ready yes for the end it has a happy ending sort of kind of i heard a rumor that he died there was a rumor that he died <laughs> Uh, he died of a pulmonary embolism on May 12th, 2018. Whoop, whoop. Those hurt. Yeah, they do. A lot. Yeah. I'm fucking good. good. <laughs> We're literally the same person. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, that's the story of the other Dennis. <laughs> The other Dennis. The other Dennis. The other Dennis. <laughs> or what? Wait, when was Dennis Rader active? Because I feel like it was around the same seventies, eighties, wasn't it? Dennis Rader was born in nineteen forty-five. Oh, literally the same year. <laughs> yeah. Okay, he was born March 9th of forty-five, and this Dennis was so was november 23rd november. he is the other dennis the other dennis damn it i really wanted raider to be the other dennis god damn it <laughs> he's the secondary dennis i really wanted him to be but he's the og dennis by like a couple of months and i'm real mad about it <laughs> the og dennis <laughs> <laughs> the og sparky big time in case people don't know all of the disgusting facts about Dennis Rader, uh, first of all, he's BTK. Uh, second of all, he referred to uh, orgasms as Sparky Big Time. Which just, why? Which you should just... be arrested just for that. <laughs> Shows that you don't have the mental capacity to be having sex. That's like, its own crime. If you're calling it Sparky Big Time, you just, you're not ready. There's definitely laws against <laughs> this. <laughs> oh, man. This is why there's laws against minors having sex, so things like this don't happen. I need adults to not do this either. <laughs> oh, this Dennis isn't any better. He was fucking doodling his crime scenes. Yeah, you guys are going to have fun with that one. They're not really that gruesome, no, but they're just they're like... Just, they look like a five-year-old. But it's also just kind of sad, because I feel like they're so simple that you can really like picture it. They kind of just look like a person. Yeah. Like, ugh. 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 Anyways... <laughs> Anywho, anywho, <laughs> that's that's my story for today. Follow us on everything. all of the things, everything. If there's a thing, follow us. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, YouTube, you now, Twitch. All of those are bitches and murders podcast. Twitter is and murders. Mm-hmm. Because they're little bitches. <laughs> uh, and then our email is bmurderspodcast at gmail.com. Someone finally emailed us. My existence has been validated. I was going to say shout Carla, out to I uh, love you. Carla Alvarez, who validated my entire existence. Yeah. I feel I feel validated. Uh, Thank you, Carla. <laughs> I also found an email uh from today so thank you casey manny for joining the patreon team hell uh, yeah yeah i don't hell know why yeah. i said patreon team oh, <laughs> so, yeah like we have like a fucking like squad <laughs> fucking bitches and murder squad <laughs> b&m squad nope nope <laughs> nope
I immediately regretted that sentence. No. Uh, we're just gonna move along. Keep it uh spooky, but not so spooky that y- you say B and M squad. You know what? That was probably the most capital offense that's happened <laughs> so can, far. You can drag me for that. That's fine. Uh, stay spooky, but not so spooky that you no flushing guts. <laughs> not that spooky. I'm done with it. If I Morgan's have to say really it one over. more goddamn time to stop flushing people's internal organs down your drain, that's not made for internal organs. It's not made for that. You can't even flush a tampon. What do you make? Why do you think a liver is gonna fit? Stop. <laughs> Uh, before I was so rudely interrupted, stay spooky, but not so spooky that you write in very excruciating detail in 50 notebooks with doodles and then try to plead not guilty. (laughs) Like there's 50 whole ass notebooks with sad sketches with sad sketches that you wrote and then you tried to plead not guilty. Like, home dude, you wrote it down. <laughs> Don't be that fucking spooky. I'm done. I'm done with this man. <laughs> this man. I'm done with him. I told you I was going to ruin your day. No more guts. I'm done <laughs> with it. I'm still mad about it. I'm going to be thinking about this all day. <laughs> okay. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. <laughs>